Hello, my name is Sarah, and welcome to Bookish Babbles, the, the podcast hosted by our friend Allison. <laughs> Who can't words today? <laughs> so here I am. Hello, and welcome to Bookish Babbles, where we babble about all of our favorite books. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, thank you, Sarah. I'm keeping that. <laughs> Yes. Yay. Okay, so we're back with another bonus episode. And as you can tell, Sarah's here again. Woo! So it's yes, funny. I these epi- it's funny. These episodes are gonna be released, you know, a week apart from each other, but we're literally recording them back to back like we were just talking like 15 minutes ago. Or like mm-hmm. 10 minutes ago. What is time? I have no idea what time is. We stopped long enough so I could go to the bathroom and have a snack, and here we are. Yep. I and I could get some more water and um, and say hi to Brady because he's currently upstairs right now and and uh, upload the audio from the episode we just recorded. And my computer was throwing a tantrum, so I had to give it a minute to cool down. So here we are. Yep, here we are. So now we're doing uh, the Folklore book tag. Folklore, of course, being the Taylor Swift album because... As, as you know, from my previous episodes, I've done, what, two Taylor Swift book tags now? So this is my third one. Naturally, I had to have Sarah on for this one because we both love the Folklore album. Seriously, though. Like, yeah. we, when we hung out last week, we were talking about how I would love another album in the vein of Folklore or Evermore. Exactly. Like, I think, um, I think, like, within the, mo- the month that Evermore came out, I'm pretty sure I was, lis- I was just listening to that in Folklore on a loop. Yep, me too. Yep. It's yeah. to the point where I have to play the clean versions at work because yeah. I don't wear headphones at work because I have a headset on one side of my head all day. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, I really want to listen to Champagne Problems from Evermore, but I can't. Oops. Oh, I saw a um, like YouTube edit someone made made on youtube obviously with a with that song and they used Lori and joe from little women and i'm like oh my god why does this work so well okay but i've seen the same video and i love it yes <laughs> i still have to read that that is on the shelf over here yeah it's a good book although i still think i prefer the this month in a lot of in some ways i do prefer the credit gerwig movie though because it's so good i love the cast um Saoirse Ronan's my Joe March and I know though I know a lot of people are partial to the 94 version which I don't blame them that's a that's a great version too and I love Winona Ryder okay but who doesn't love Winona Ryder I know yeah by the way um for some reason if you're a fan of Heather's the Musical and you haven't seen the actual movie watch it it's so good okay so Nothing else to really say, I don't think. Let's just dive into the questions because we're because we'll end up rambling no matter what. Right. So See, we're doing good. We're on yeah. some new shit. Yeah. Oh. Go on. <laughs> a second to realize what you're doing. <laughs> okay, uh, but I love how I've just made myself an announcer for this episode. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. My brain's only happier today, so I welcome it. <laughs> but oh, oh, before I forget, no um. Before I forget, uh, this this tag was created by uh, Enchan- Enchanted Reader on on YouTube. There may be a couple versions out there, but this was the first one I found. So in my mind, this is the original tag. 
Okay, so question number one, um, the one, go figure. Uh, a couple you don't agree with. Okay, I'm gonna give the most basic answer that one can give. Mm-hmm. Jacob and Renesmee. <laughs> yes! Why did Stephanie Meyer think it was a good idea uh, to pick up imprint on a literal infant? Like, sometimes I wonder what goes on in that woman's brain. And I told you in the last episode we did together that I had a theory that, that I found online that I thought you would enjoy. Oh, that's right. Go, go, share. <laughs> All right. So I did not catch the person's name. I was searching for the post in the group and I couldn't find it. So this came from the Twilight shit posting Facebook group, <laughs> which is an abs, like, just like the name sounds, it's an absolute shit show, but it's hysterical. But uh, someone posed the, the theory like yesterday or the day before that Jacob was supposed to imprint on Bella. The reason it didn't work is because of her mental shield powers. Oh my god! So she de- she deflected it and logically it would go to regurgitation. <laughs> I love I love all the uh, sh- all the like shitty nicknames for Renesmee that have developed. Yes, that's one of the things I love about the Twilight shit posting group is we just call her different names all the time. Yeah, I think my favorite's Rasputin. Yes. Uh, but why does this make so much sense? Like, come on, Bella's a mental shield. Of <laughs> yeah. course she would deflect that mental bond. Yes. Oh man, you were so right, damn it. <laughs> just think it came from a shit posting group yeah gotta love the shit posting groups take a shot every time we say shit <laughs> if you uh, are 21 and over yeah if you are 21 and over and don't do it if you're a lightweight like me you will not be okay yeah listen if you still want to play the game but you're underage take a sip of water yes hydrate or dehydrate kids yeah. even if you're over 21 we encourage you to drink water Hydrate or dehydrate. Yes. Kids and adults alike. Yep. Uh, did I ever tell you that there was one time in a in high school, my friends and I played a quote unquote drinking game, meaning we use soda and water for Mario Kart. No, but I love that. So basically, like you had a can of soda, or in my case, it was like a little water bottle because I don't really like soda and that much soda. So you had to chug chug the whole thing before you started driving the car. So I, mean, I chugged it. I chugged the water, and then at one point, I like I like when I was most almost done with it, I like choked, and then I ended up kind of half coughing, half you know barfing out a lot of it and then like coughing for like a good minute and then my teammate or because I think we were working in teams my part my teammate she was like oh my god Alton are you okay I'm like I'm okay drink the rest and then I go and then I fell off the track like 10 times (laughs) a drinking game in which no alcohol was consumed but Allison still drove like she was drunk (laughs) that's how bad it was in Mario Kart which is funny because if I remember right, you play pretty well drunk. Yes. Yeah. For my 21st uh, birthday, my parents took a bunch of us out to Cheesecake Factory. I got drunk off a few strawberry daiquiris. And then we went back to the 
to the dorm and then played Mario Kart and I did weirdly well. <laughs> and it was my job to babysit the drunk. <laughs> and I love you for that. <laughs> Let's not forget the other time I had to babysit. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's a story for another day. Yes. Yeah. But also listeners, this is how we talk normally. Imagine a phone conversation between the two of us where you're not here. Exactly. Your basically the same. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, I need to answer the question. So, um, couple I don't agree with. Um, this isn't a canon couple, but it's kind of popular in like, in like fandom, and I'm just so against it. Uh, Lily and Snape from Harry Potter. Nope. Yeah. No. Like, like first of all, uh, Snape like Snape calls her you know the wizard world equivalent of a racial slur and only becomes good because the person he was obsessed with got unalive so kind of sketchy plus you know even though we don't get to see it we know James had actual character development so and you know he didn't um but he didn't fight on the side of you know the wizard supremacists (laughs) Wop wop. Yeah. Unlike, unlike Snape, who literally only changed sides because, you know, the girl he was obsessed with got killed. And also, um, another side tangent, but when I was, you know, watching this original uh, tag video to prepare the questions in this episode, and when she answered the question, she said, uh, she said Harry and Ginny, and I was like, because <laughs> you know I love book Harry and Ginny so much. And and then she said, "Yeah, this is a hill, Allison dies. This is a hill I will die on. Like I understand for the movies, if you don't like them because they took away Ginny's personality, that's absolutely and like completely understandable. But in the books, I'm like, no, I will die on this hill. Mm -hmm. But then the person like made a video about um, and no hate to this uh, creator. Obviously, we're all entitled to our own opinion. This is just me ranting. Um, but." they but they made a video of like you know book couples that they don't agree with and they talked about um and they talked about Harry and Ginny and and again no shade because um they mentioned how like their first kiss in the room of requirement was like weird how is that romantic that doesn't exist in the book like I'm assuming this person just based on that hasn't read the books for a while and they got you know movie events mixed up with book events which is completely fair because I because sometimes I have to I have to remind myself all the time that in the books um it was Neville who went into the Forbidden Forest in Philosopher's Stone with Harry and Hermione, not Ron, because the movies did that. Because, you know, when you adapt things, you have to make changes. But I see in the movies so many times, like, I get, I always get that, de- some details mixed up in my head. So I completely understand the reasons, but I'm just like, ah. Yeah. Anyway, that that's my rant. Also, they disagreed with Katniss and Peeta, and I, and I may have left the video after that. I'm like, I've already heard one opinion that makes me angry. For my mental health, I am leaving. Yeah, for for my mental health, for this very, very, very silly reason, I'm not going to listen to this person shit on my favorite fictional book couples. Listen, sometimes you got to protect the things that you love. Yep. That means, if that means stepping back and not listening to an argument that in no way affects anyone's well-being, do it. And and again, I just want to keep saying over and over again, no hate to to the creator. They did make this this awesome tag we could do. So thank you. 
Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not even sure I was I was making good argument because like I said, my brain is only half here right now. Okay, moving on. So next are we, we have- under, Are we under someone's bed? Because we feel like a cardigan. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. I hope you enjoy my cringe humor, everyone. This is how I exist. It's true. I love it. Uh, cardigan, a book that you love, but the ending disappointed you. One of Us is Next by Karen M. McManus. So that is book two of the One of Us is Lying book series that came out a couple years ago. I loved the fact that it was a spinoff off of book one. I loved that we got new characters who were related to the old characters, so we still saw them. But the plot was just convoluted. Karen. Karen. The, I only remember the fact that I liked the main characters and that someone decided it was a good idea to bomb a restaurant. <laughs> like, as you do. <laughs> I understand that, like, you made it big off of the twist in book one, but honey, there are limits. How about you? Um, I said uh, Rune and Rising, which is, you know, book three in the Grisha trilogy by Leigh Bardugo. And so overall, I do really like the book. I think it's a pretty decent, like, third, decent third book in a trilogy because, you know, series are hard, art can be tricky to end in a satisfying way. But there's just one thing that happens at the end that kind of taints it for me a little bit. And I'm just like, why? But also after that, there are more books in the universe. And I think we're getting another one coming soon. But I'm also terrified because it means, it means you know, characters I love will be put in danger again. Again. Yep. And I'm just like, I can't handle it if, some, if something happens to certain characters and also again I apologize for the person I will become when season two of Shadow and Bone comes out. I have to live with that person everyone. <laughs> Remember that. Send, send me some nice DMs to my bookish lotus Instagram. Help me cope. <laughs> I like pictures of dogs and book memes. Or talking about books. Hit a girl up. It's true, she does. <laughs> oh boy. But yeah. But yes, the but yeah, if you haven't read any of the Grishaverse books, do it. <laughs> it's right. on my to do list. Yep. All right. Next is The Last Great American Dynasty. Set in Rhode Island. <laughs> yes. Um, a villain you can't help but love. Oh, right. So. Like I said, in the, I'm touching on a book I touched on in the last episode. And again, due to how new the book is, I can't say a lot. But um, Beth and Beth, Beth from the book of Cold Cases by Simone St. James. She's this older woman who was acquitted of two murders it's chaos she's snarky and she knows she knows how to use her money and her status to her advantage but then you start to see who she is and you don't feel bad for 
her because of like you don't forgive what she did but you understand her a bit better we do not condone murder here on bookish babbles remember (laughs) we do not condone murder fictional murder yes not real murder (laughs) oh did i tell um i don't think i told you i started listening to true crime podcast i do that all the time we'll have to talk more about this later yeah murder with i started binge listening to murder with my husband i have not listened to that one but based off of the chatty nature that we have if you enjoy that kind of banter i think that you would like uh morbid okay morbid is so good and everyone's favorite they have a book out so this relates my favorite murder cool I read their book last year. Remember, friends, say sexy and don't get murdered. Yes. <laughs> that is the name of the book, too. So I was reminding you what the title is. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Um, so <coughs> the answer for my question, that not not my question, the my answer to the question. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so that this book has been out for I think about 10 years now, so I don't feel so I think most people know this, but uh, Amy Dunn from Gone Girl. Never read it. I'm uh, clueless. Oh, um, okay. A lot Have of you- other, a lot of other shit still happens. So, no, I was more letting you know in case you wanted to continue. Okay, but yeah, th- this character is those who have read the book or seen the movie know, and ter- like you know, terrible person, but fantastic character and I weirdly root for them love that mm-hmm. see this is what this is why I say I root I don't I don't mind rooting for fictional murder things fictional characters do to other fictional characters not real life murder that's bad that is bad. Mm-hmm. so anyway on on to the next question um exile my favorite song on the album me too I was yeah. just about to say the same thing <laughs> Glad, glad we're in sync on that one. So your favorite dark, hard-hitting contemporary? The Unraveling of Cassidy Holmes by Alyssa R. Sloan. I read that last year. I got it through Book of the Month. I think you'd really enjoy it. It's a, so in current times, a celebrity unalives herself. She used to be part of a girl band back in the early 2000s and we go back and we see what led to this decline and it talks a lot about issues that exist in the realm of the famous mm-hmm. and it's really good I read it like I said I read it like a year ago and I really enjoyed it I cannot wait for her new release please hurry up Alyssa I you <laughs> we need it I, I can for some reason I struggled a little bit with this one just because um most of the contemporaries I've been reading lately have been a little bit more lighthearted. I was gonna say you don't read a lot of contemporary to begin with yeah Late, lately I have been I've been I'm getting a little more back into fantasy and then obviously rereading some books for the podcast and then whatever book of the month sends me, which lately has been quite a bit of historical fiction. So that's cool. 
You'll have to let me know how your most recent pick was because I'm interested. Oh yeah. I I need to catch up though, because I still I, I still have yet to read last month's book, which was A River Enchanted. Though I'm reading it right now and I'm really loving it. Hey guys, join Book of the Month if you haven't. <laughs> Better yet, Book of the Month. Do you want to sponsor me? <laughs> book of the Month. I post about your books often. Yes. And find me in my DMs, please. Yep. Uh, you can, yeah, book, I already, book of the month, I already talked about you with my other friends and family. You can uh, email me at bookishbabbles1618 at gmail.com. Hi, hit up bookishlotus at gmail.com. Yay. <laughs> okay. Um, I said, uh, I said, uh, Win- Winter Girls by Lori Howes Anderson. I used to read all her books like in in high school and that's always been my favorite one though uh trigger warning because it talks about eating disorders and also and and suicide so trigger warning for that kind of stuff because i have not i've tried i tried i think last year or something i tried rereading and i'm like nope not in the mental state for this right now i remember that yeah but it is a really it is a really good book and it and and is kind of you know from what I remember because it's, again it's been years from what I remember uh, it was pr- it was pretty honest. Lori Howes Anderson's obviously a really good writer. She wrote she wrote Speak, which is probably her most famous book, I think. Yeah, yeah. So so when so Winter Girls. Also, if you can, I recommend getting the UK cover because it's a lot better than the American cover that just has like the face. <laughs> okay, but. If you're ever wondering what edition of a book to get, hit Allison up. She's good at this. <laughs> Let, I think I've shared this on the podcast before, but I spent two years tracking down this very specific edition of An Ember in the Ashes that I wanted. Let's not forget what you went through for the copy of Radio Silence. Oh my god. <laughs> I literally have a copy of it because one of the sites Allison used to try to get the copy that she wanted gave her the incorrect cover. Yes. <laughs> I still, I still don't have that edition. So like the original, like UK paperback of Radio Silence, I've been trying to get a decent copy for years and I still haven't gotten one, but I've knock on wood, I hope I can get it. Cause you know, I got that copy of an Ember in the Ashes. But yeah. And then, um, and then you remember when, when I was in London, that's that one summer and I ended up finding a signed edition of Radio Silence. I think, I think I exploded a little bit. I don't think I ever heard about that. Wait, I didn't tell you. No, yeah. the only the only thing I remember about books when you were abroad was the copy of Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh yeah, because I got that at Shakespeare and Company. Yeah, but uh, and it has the stamp of approval to prove I was there. But no, the I I was in Foils in London, and I ended up getting. I ended up finding a signed copy of Radio Silence and a signed copy of the first volume of Heartstopper. Love that. I just recently the first volume of Heartstopper. Yay! Did you see the trailer for the TV show? Not yet. I want to at least get through volume one. Fair enough, but it looks so good and I'm so excited. Also, am I right in thinking that for that series there's a trigger warning for eating disorders? Yes. um, I don't think that's addressed in the first volume i think it's more addressed like in volume three if i'm remembering correctly that was for me but also for the audience yeah so so 
Thank you for reminding me about that part, Sarah, because, you know, when I look at Heartstopper, I'm like, cute romance. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Winter Girls, it's like, I can't forget about that part. Valid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, also, volume two, there's a, be- there's a beautiful, like, coming out moment between Nick and his mom. So that's a happy moment to look forward to. Yay. Yay. Um, what were we saying? Okay, we did exile. So next question. Um, my tears ricochet, a character death that destroyed you. Bridey from The Pull of the Stars by Emma Donahue. That book itself is a lot. But you really start to fall in love with Bridie's character. And then suddenly, really close to the end of the book, she ends up dead. It's just... Uh, guys, this is a book about a pandemic that I read (laughs) during COVID. Yeah, I I read Station Eleven during COVID, so. I started Station Eleven and then I got COVID. (laughs) So I put the book down after that. (laughs) That's right. Like, I started it over Christmas. I was excited. I got back to work on Monday, found out my mom had COVID. It went, okay, this is enough. And then I got COVID. Gotta love that. <laughs> I was very happy that I had my uh, Kindle app on my phone at that time. Guys, Kindle's very good if you're stuck in a hotel for five days quarantining. Yeah. Kindle. <laughs> also, Libby is good for ebooks and audiobooks they can get from the library. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. Oh, so for me, I won't say the character. I'll just say which book in the series. Um, so in the, if you read the Trials of Apollo series, uh, The Burning Maze, book three, you know which one I'm talking about. I'm still emotionally scarred. I'm not over it. I don't think I'll ever be over it. But I don't want to say the character's name just because even though the book's been out for a few years now, um, I know more people are getting into the Percy Jackson world, so I don't want to ruin that for them. Well, isn't the series development the TV series? Yeah, the TV series. And they're supposedly going to film this summer too. So supposedly both Ballad is going to start filming and the Percy Jackson series. Though for both projects, we still have don't have a, ca- a cast announced yet. Although I think on Rick's last update, he did say they were in kind of the final stages. They're testing out like all the Grovers, Annabeths and Percy's together. So <laughs> we could get a cast dropped on us any day now. Speaking of film adaptations, you know what we haven't discussed yet that I don't know if you even know about? What? The Ari and Dante film. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's an Ari and Dante film in the works. They they wrapped filming recently. So what? It's, in, it's in post. It's in post. Oh, and man. I'm going to cry on that when I see that. Yes, me too. Mm-hmm. Aggressively crying. Yeah. But also, I love Kevin Alejandro, who has a hand in it. I I, I just love Kev- Kevin Alejandro. Like Lucifer was a Lucifer was one of my comfort shows for a long time. We love you, Detective Douche. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, that's it. End of the episode. Gotta go drop my life now for this. <laughs> just kidding. We still have about half the tag left, and we've already been talking for about a half hour. Yay! <laughs> See, we're, we're in schedule. for a long one. 
Yeah. We're in for a long one, friends. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, what we just do? My tears ricochet. Next is a uh, mirror ball, a character that goes through major character development. We're back to this book again. I, I, I promise this is the last one I'm going to use for this. But Shay from the Book of Cold Cases. Okay. Well, we start the book off and she's, you find out that she went through some traumatic stuff as a child. She's afraid to enter any moving vehicle that's not a bus. She's incredibly paranoid, like state-of-the-art security system on her apartment, the whole thing. She interviews an acquitted, acquitted murderer question mark is she a murderer is she not read and find out but by the end of it like you find out that she's getting into cars she falls in love and i'm here for it excellent (laughs) yeah so i just looked at my document apparently i forgot to put an answer in for this one oh don't worry there are two on this list that i don't have answers for so Um, but I just thought of one. Um, I haven't read this series since like high school and I'm not even sure if I've ever finished it, but I still have it. And, uh, the ugly series by Scott Westerfeld. Ooh. Yeah. So the main character, I'm pretty sure she has a pretty big shift, but even by the end of book one, because at the beginning, cause it's a world where, you know, you, um, you know, normal people lo- that look like us, we'd be like considered uglies but then when you're 16 you're like forced to undergo plastic surgery to become a pretty and then you can go live in the pretty city or whatever and main character is like excited to get her um plastic surgery but then by the end she wants to rebel against the system (laughs) okay allison's looking at me like i'm crazy so i have to explain because we're on video call and i just stopped and just looked on like it uh (laughs) i live in an area that frequents geese to the point that we have caution goose crossing signs on our road. <laughs> I've seen them. I have not heard any geese in a while, but it literally sounds like they're in my backyard. <laughs> it's like I'm sitting here and I'm just like, geese? They want to be on the show too. <laughs> sometimes I forget about them. But yeah, I think I heard, even heard the ugly series might be getting some kind of an adaptation, like either movie or TV show or something. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, what's the main character's name? Tally, I think. And there's another character named Shay. Anyway, I'll just say the ugly series. Okay, next is Seven, your favorite childhood book. Seven. I hit my peak at seven. <laughs> Um, Pictures of Hollis Woods by Patricia Riley Giff. Allison, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I literally used to check this book out of the library every year before. Oh my God. I think I read it for the first time in third or fourth grade, but I picked it up every year from the library, literally through middle school. And I just recently got myself a copy and read it before this most this past Christmas. Aww. Like, found family, a child getting out of the foster system instead of being endlessly trapped in it, mm-hmm. finally having loving family figures. Oof, it hits hard. It's so good, though. Um, for this, yeah, for this, I said um, The Night Before Christmas, just because I have the Christmas themed. I 
apparently. I have a lot of memory, just fond memories attached to it because I think since, since I was like a baby, we would, um, my family and I, we always read it together every Christmas Eve and then, you know, read it with, read it with Brady and we still just look at it every Christmas Eve because it's just tradition at this point. We did that for most of my childhood too, which remember your family, your parents are still married. Mine yeah. are not. My parents used to fight over who would have us on Christmas Eve and who would have us to read the book. Oh, wow. To the point that after my parents divorced, there was one year where my dad realized he couldn't find the book no. because he, he must have lent it to my mom so she could read it for us one year. And I remember him like getting us kids bundled up and rushing to the store to go get a copy because he needed one. Oh. For those who don't know, now the only books I've seen my dad read in recent memory are all exercise books with lots of pictures. <laughs> I guess he likes picture books. He really does. Yep. All right. On to the now, What was that? Now, and now a major transi- transition. We're going from talking about Christmas to talking about summer. Summer. <laughs> yep, so August, uh, your favorite summertime read. This is not going to at all surprise you, Allison. Aristotle and Dante <laughs> discover the secrets of the universe. Yeah, take a shot every time this book is mentioned. But I mean, come on. It is an ideal summer story. Yeah. They, meet at the, they meet at the swimming pool. Yep. They, fall in, they fall in love. As Dante teaches Ari to swim, they go out to the desert to watch the stars. They go camping in the sequel. Yes. Yeah, I, I said, I just said uh, any Morgan Matson book. Those are all very summery books. Though I still need, I still haven't read the newest one that came out, what, last year or something? Because... I have this thing where I have to read them in the summer and it came out and I didn't read it by the end of the summer. So I'm like, nope, gotta wait till next year now when it's summer. So I'm going to read it this year. Yep. Mm -hmm. And next one is um, This Is Me Trying, a book that always pulls you out of a slump. So I'm going to back up and give a general author here and then I'll give the book that it's been recently. This is an author you introduced me to and I adore. Nina LaCour. Recently, it's been Watch Over Me. I reread Watch Over Me not too long ago. But, like, she always finds a way to pull me out. Uh, the Percy Jackson series for me, every time. Shocker. Yeah, I know. Who'd have thought? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, generally, like, I don't know, rereading something you know you love tends to help pull me out of a, pull me out of a slump and... and Percy Jackson world very immersive I always get excited about books again after reading them yes mm-hmm. all right on to the next question um illicit affairs your guilty pleasure read this is probably my second favorite song off of this album mm-hmm. and this believe it or not is one of the ones that I did not have an answer for okay I'm glad you weren't the only one who struggled with this I figured it out sitting here though and I think what I needed to do is look at it not as one book but as a subset Mm -hmm. I love witchy books yes the x-hex uh payback's a witch the practical magic books 
I have a pile of like witchy books that I need to read because every once in a while that's the only thing I want. Yeah. Oh, have you read uh Mooncakes? I got it from the library recently and I adored it. Not yet. I have a question for you about witchy books. Mm-hmm. Have you read the X Hex yet? Yeah, I did. I read it uh last October. There's a sequel coming out this <gasps> year. It does not follow the same character. It follows another character from book one. Ooh, nice. All, I think it's called The Kiss Curse. Okay. And it comes it comes out before Halloween. I think it comes out a couple weeks after your birthday, which would be September. Nice. Uh, do you think Book of the Month will have that as one of their options again? It wouldn't surprise me if they do it as an add-on. Yep. <clears throat> I'll pro- yeah, I'll probably I'll probably hold off on getting it just so I can see if book of the month does it. I mean, look at me. I'm I lucked out last month out of uh I had three most anticipated releases last month and book of the month had two of them. I know that was awesome. Okay. Um I said I just said more I just said mortal instruments because I don't know, I as time goes on I don't feel very guilty about the things I've read anymore because it's like I read it I I enjoyed it who cares if it's not like you know high art or whatever although I know Mortal Instruments gets trashed on especially on TikTok so I just gave that as an answer though I still enjoy the series but it is the weakest of all the Shadowhunter book series listen as long as it's not hurting anyone yep and and listen, it doesn't technically technically it doesn't promote incest. They're not actually related. <laughs> it's the same argument that everyone has for the Umbrella Academy. Yep. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, on to the next question. Um, Invisible string. Your book boyfriend slash girlfriend. Any guesses for my book boyfriend, Allison? Levi. Yes. <laughs> You heard it, folks. Levi from Fangirl. I love this boy. Yeah. I love this boy. I I first read the book when I was in high school. Somebody bought it as a joke for my 16th birthday. (laughs) Jokes on them. It's funny because years later, not too long. Actually, it's my friend Haley we talked about last episode. Hi, Haley again. She got it for me as a joke because I'm known for fangirling over things. Hi, I'm neurodivergent and I, I'm fixating on things. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. So it was the joke that I fangirled over things. So she found this book and she goes, oh, Sarah, it's perfectly named for you. Here, happy birthday. Aww. Read it, loved it, loved Levi. And years later, I read it. I read it last year, actually. And it holds up, and I am still in love with this man. When I inevitably cover Fangirl on this podcast, I'm definitely having you back on for that. Yes. Yes. Please. Let let me swoon about Levi for a while. (laughs) Of course. It'll just be like a 30-minute segment of Sarah swooning over Levi. (laughs) At least we found out in that Rainbow Rowell short story that he's happy. Mm -hmm. With his bison. (laughs) Living on a farm with his bison. Yep, gotta love it. He also makes a cameo in the book Landline. Yes, I don't remember how, though. Uh, it's at the airport. He's on the same flight as the main character whose name I've forgotten. Georgie, that's her name. I need a new copy of that book. Mine got ruined recently. Oh, no. 
it actually no i lied it was not ruined but it was damaged and that upset me so i donated it to a uh, little free library okay Right. Um, so my book boyfriend is <laughs> surprise to no one who knows me. Uh, Jem Carstairs from the Infernal Devices. Oh my God! I never would have thought. <laughs> I I I love this man, and he would write and he would write me a song on the violin. Who doesn't want that? Next question. Uh, Mad Woman, your favorite strong female protagonist. I love this song too. This might be one of my favorites. Another one I did not have an answer for. <laughs> I think it's because I read I read so many books that recently I've been reading fiction which does not help me mm-hmm. strong in a different sense here the protagonist of uh, Will Be Okay by Nina Lokar mm, that, that's a good one though because she's gone through so much and i found out recently that nina lacour wrote that after her grandfather died that just makes it 10 times better and as someone who i was really close to my grandfather and i lost him about a year and a half ago now she hits the notes just right but the book is so good and I love seeing her trying to remend this relationship that she had with her best friend. It's another Christmas book, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All the Christmas books today. All of them. Yep. Uh, in a holidays. <laughs> in a holidays. Yeah. Oh my god. Love that book. I anyway. got a new recently. What was that? I got a new copy of that recently. Oh, yay! Well, I got a faulty copy when I bought it from Walmart. Mm-hmm. So right toward the end of the book where things are getting good, like the whole thing where she figures out like how to make it work with him, my book had the top three lines of each page missing. <laughs> what are the chances of that? <laughs> and I was buddy reading it on instagram with a group of people and i literally had to ask the group to send me pictures of the pages (laughs) because i was missing three lines three lines is incredibly significant Mm -hmm. per page for like 10 pages that's insane okay i haven't answered the question yet have i no you have not okay um i said uh helene from in ember in the ashes she's one of She's one of the best warriors. Uh, she's a str- she's a strong uh, words. She's a strong leader. She can talk better than me. <laughs> and people. she and she has uh, some she has some amazing uh, char- character development too. And uh, I love I love both her and La- uh, how do you say her name Lila Ly- Layla I don't know how to say her name. Uh, the other main character. Uh, they're both fantastic, and I love them um next one is epiphany a character that has overcome a lot mila from watch over me by nina lacour yeah hi i'm i really love nina lacour in case you didn't know what no one picked up on that like to the point that i've been meaning to go back and re-listen to her podcast on writing but mila was um the whole the whole 
plot of Watch Over Me is that this character is brought to a farm where there are ghosts of characters' trauma. Yay! (laughs) Oh no. And she has to re-reckon with everything that has happened to her in order to embrace that ghost. Is it bad the first time I saw the cover for Watch Over Me when it was coming out? I was afraid it was, and I heard she was going to a farm. I was afraid it was going to be something like the movie Midsommar with Florence Pugh. That is not bad at all. I have not seen that, though. Yeah. It, that movie is like, like everyone who sees it is like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yep. Yeah. But it has Florence Pugh, so there you go. So who is your character who has overcome a lot? Um, Inej from Six of Crows. Because the, gir- the girl was literally kid- kidnapped, sold into sex slavery, and then became um, part, and then Kaz helped buy her freedom so she could go work for him. And she, you know, spies on people in the, in Ketterdam. And then goes on an epic heist. Woo! So that's a lot to go through. That is a lot. Mm-hmm. And she's one. You know, she's just one of the best um, characters I see in like you know mainstream YA. And uh, the actress who plays her in the show like is a huge fan of the books, and she does so much justice for the character. So I'm really proud of her, and I hope you know after the show's the show's done, she has a fantastic career. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just just the whole cast too, because they're all fantastic. All right. Next question. Um. Betty, a character that deserved better. Both of the main characters from This Is How We Lose the Time War. Yep. Especially Blue. (sighs) Justice for Blue. Justice for Blue. Mm -hmm. I mean, Red kind of gets justice for Blue. Mm -hmm. But but still, what, what, what was that? How dare you, author? Authors. Oh, right. Can you tell I've forgotten so much of what happened about that book? That does not surprise me. You read a lot. Yeah. Other than emotional trauma, that's what I remember more than anything. Emotional damage. Emotional damage. (laughs) I swear TikTok has ruined our brains. (laughs) I've just learned to roll with it. I still quote vines. (laughs) What you got there? A knife! No! <laughs> no, catch me going down the road learning how to drive, seeing a uh, road work ahead sign and going, I sure hope it does. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I got my learner's permit like two weeks ago. Yay. I'm learning to drive and I'm already making freaking fine references going <laughs> down the road. It's all good. All right. Uh, we're almost there. Uh, we got two more questions. So next we have Peace, your favorite fictional couple. Bonus points if they've been through a lot together. I'm going to back you up. You forgot to answer the last question. Oh, I did? Shit. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Betty, uh, char- characters are better. Uh, uh, Jessup, uh, Jessup from Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Um, go back like a few weeks ago on this podcast and you'll hear all my ramblings about how much I love Jessup. I've made it a point sadly not to listen to these episodes because 
Alicia plans on reading them and I they're reading the book and I don't want to spoil it on accident. Good plan. I have, however, told her to read it, uh, read it and listen to the show. Mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, if you ever want to talk to somebody about it, you can listen to the episodes. Yay. Just I start getting I just start getting all these messages from them. <laughs> okay, now we're on to uh now we're on to a piece. What what was it? Okay. Your favorite fictional couple bonus points if they've been through a lot. Chloe and Red from Get a Life, Chloe Brown. I love that book for so many reasons. Like, <sighs> Talia Hibbert, it took me a second to remember her name. That's why I just kind of gasped and stared off into the distance. Mm-hmm. Talia Hibbert is nailing this series. I admittedly I need to finish book two and read book three but we have three romance novels about women of color and I love Chloe and Red and watching them get over their mutual trauma not get over but work through their their individual traumas together sounds beautiful beautiful yes but possibly a little too steamy for you do not read that book if you're not a legal adult <laughs> listeners i see you <laughs> okay i'm gonna answer the question so i don't forget like last time um I, I a very basic answer percy and annabeth they literally go through hell together and back so what more can you say okay but did they actually go to hell and back a la uh, orpheus and Eurydice listen they went a level down they went to Tartarus that's like deeper than the underworld I just wanted an excuse to make a Hades town reference (laughs) fair enough I uh I picked up the first volume of Laura Olympus which is all about Hades and Persephone I need to read that especially because volume two is coming out this summer yes I'm so excited my mom got me volume one for Christmas yay all and right. just like that, friends, we're at the last question. Believe it or not, you made it this far. If we talk a lot, we're proud <laughs> of you. Yep. If, you, if you've stuck around this long and have put up with us this long, thank you. <laughs> I think at this point you should follow us on Instagram because you clearly like us. <laughs> okay. Last question is hoax, a fictional breakup that destroyed you. Okay. This is hard. This is one of the ones that I did not have an answer to. But can we just acknowledge that in all the right places, there was no breakup? He just turned up dead. Yeah. Like, oh, it hurts, man. It hurts. Um, When I was younger, uh, melodrama, we're going back. We're going back back Allison missed I bet you Allison missed this oh no the house of night books by PC cast and Kristen oh. Cast. oh I know like I know those because I saw them everywhere at like Walmart during the twilight boom but I never read them it's weird to remember that they were written by mother and daughter when they're really <laughs> yes mother and daughter PC and Kristen cast wrote them together Okay. But 
there is no steam in those books from what I remember, but there are enough adult themes that it makes me uncomfortable that mother and daughter wrote them together. But I remember being absolutely heartbroken when the main character has to break up with her human boyfriend because she's a vampire. (laughs) Whoops. Especially since, like, you know how uh, Bella is a blood singer for Edward? Mm-hmm. Same thing. Oh, uh, okay. But she's like, I have to break up with you. I might not survive the change. Because we're vampires in, like, Twilight and other universes, sur- like, always survive into the new process. Hi, in this series, you can just drop dead one day in the middle of the change. Just your body just decides, nah, I'm good. Wow. Hi, Stevie Ray in book one. Still sad about it. Mm-hmm. She is my favorite. Oh man. Okay. Um, speaking of like main characters breaking up with their human boyfriends, um, I put Laurel and David from the Wings series. Did you ever like hear or see that one? Nope. Yeah. It, like I read this in eighth grade. So again, like when, you know, the Twilight movies were coming out and I remember even hearing that it was optioned for a movie starring Miley Cyrus, but that never happened. So throwback to that. Um, yeah. Basically the main character discovers she's a fairy, but not the usual fairies. Like fairies are like plants. It's, but they you know walk and talk and look like humans it's it's weird and they have some magic powers but anyway love triangle between laurel the main character who was raised by humans and only discovers when she's you know like 16 that she's a fairy um has a human boyfriend she meets at her new school because she's been homeschooled her whole life and then uh met, and then another fair got fairy dude comes in and introduces her to the whole world there's a love triangle between them in the middle series she and david break up because they haven't have an argument and i was on team david so i was very upset about that it's funny that you mentioned miley cyrus because the whole time we've been answering this question the only thing going through my head is from another disney (laughs) hit from this time what about us? What, what about, about everything we've been through? What about trust? You know, I never wanted to you. What about me? <laughs> oh, man. The fa- I listened to that on repeat when I was ten- like 10. Who didn't? <laughs> Cue us listening to breakup songs long before we knew what a relationship was like. <laughs> Oh, man, back when I'm li- I'm like th- listening to it, thinking I understood real pain. <laughs> listening to Taylor Swift <laughs> on CD. Yes, listen, listen. My my mom had an iTunes account. She got the Speak Now album and burnt it onto a blank CD for me. Oh my God. That's the most 2000s thing ever. I know. <laughs> but it wasn't the one with, um, she didn't have the song, uh, it didn't have the song ours on there. So um, years later, when I went back and started looking at the Speak Now stuff, because, you know, I'm waiting for the re- re-release to happen. Um, I'm like, wait, what's this song? <laughs> Somehow I missed that one. 
let's not forget that the the sapphics have taken over mine claiming it is a sapphic song now oh okay then <laughs> i'm here for it cool all right and okay uh we haven't a- yes we answered the, all the questions i lost track <laughs> and we even went full circle by ending the episode talking about taylor swift again yay see we did it we totally planned that totally <laughs> we're very organized people when it comes to this stuff can't you tell and this episode is only a few minutes longer than the other tag video that we did yay <laughs> and my computer is oh. not throwing a tantrum right now so we're we're getting better at this yes we are we'll have to do more especially yep. as i'm writing my own book tags for this i can't wait i can't wait to uh debut this tag on this podcast <laughs> It gotta be fun. Yay. Okay, so my again, my brain's only half here. I've forgotten how to wrap up these things. All right, friends, there we have it. <laughs> We've given you all of our answers to the folklore book tag. <laughs> Tune in next episode for more of Allison talking <laughs> solo about the Hunger Game books yeah you guys are back to listening to me talking to a boy <laughs> and once again thank you thank you sarah for doing this i love have, having you here and we'll definitely have to do more it might take us you know like three months to get organized but we'll eventually do it like it did the first time <laughs> exactly <laughs> hey guys hit us up on Instagram. Let us know how much you love having me here. It'll further encourage us to actually get our stuff together. Yay. Yep. I'll let, I'll put all her information in the, in the show notes. Uh, she has a fantastic bookstagram and, you know, usual, usual stuff. My podcast, Instagram, and email are in there. Feel free to reach out to me with any questions, with any like questions, thoughts, feedback, all that good stuff. Okay. All right, friends. And with that being said, have a great day slash night whenever you're listening to this, and we'll talk to you all next time. Bye. And remember, hydrate or dehydrate. Yes. Bye. Very important. Bye. <laughs>